Hello ladies and gentlemen, I'm Judith Fallon-Reed and welcome to Shelf Life TV, where I have great conversations with Caribbean authors about their lives and books. If you have yet subscribed to this podcast, please do so. You'll always know when new episodes are available. The video of this episode is available also on my YouTube channel. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel and check out my website at jfallonreed.com. Also, check out my other podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Now it's time to share what's on my shelf. Welcome to Shelf Life. And today on the shelf, we have Reaper of Souls. And I'm talking with Beverly East. We're going to have a conversation about this great book about the Kendall Crash. Hello, Beverly, and welcome to Shelf Life. Thank you for having me. The Kendall Crash. You know, I grew up in Mandeville. A lot of people think I come from Moby or some other place, but I actually grew up in Mandeville. And Kendall, we used to take the train into Williamsfield, mm -hmm. which is the station after Kendall. After, yeah, coming from Montego Bay, okay. whenever I had to go to Moby. And Kendall, the only thing I knew about Kendall was that there was a big crash and holy for doppy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's all I know about is that there's holy for ghosts at Kendall because of the crash. So this for me was a gripping story because you've taken something that is history and turned it into an actual story. But before we get to the story, let's find out about them. Tell me a little bit about you. Well, I am a, um, beyond an author, I'm a handwriting expert, that's my day job. And I am a mother, and I have spent 20 years of my life researching and putting together the Kendall Crash. Wow. I started the book, and because I was raised in England, I really didn't know what I was doing. I didn't even know mango season. So I put it down, <laughs> I put it down, as shameful as it is. I put it down and I wrote another book, Finding Mr. Wright. And Finding Mr. Wright was a bestseller? Finding Mr. Wright was a bestseller. And then after I wrote Finding Mr. Wright, I was like, oh, I'm an author. I need to go back and write the book I was trying to write in the beginning. So I came back and I thought, well, the best way to rekindle my roots was to physically move to Jamaica and know when manga season is. <laughs> <laughs> Why the Kendall crash? Because my family had died in it. My father lost 14 members of his family that night, and it was very hushed in my family. No one talked about it. So Even, you didn't grow up knowing about it? I didn't grow up it. not knowing anything. And I lived in the house with my father. I was 18. A cousin came to visit us, and she told me, thinking I knew, and I didn't know anything. Um. And so then I asked my dad, and he didn't want to talk about it, because he lost both parents, aunts, uncles, everybody. Only we had two. We had one survivor wow. from an entire family. I guess he just decided to shut it shut out it completely. Out. Yeah, and I think at the time my father had moved. I mean, I've always loved my father, but I think I had a greater reverence for him after I researched the book. And you realised what he went through yes, and what he had to live with. Live through, and because he was living in England, he had just got to England, and those days there was no proper communication right. back and forth. There was no money to come back to bury his family, Aww. to be a part of that. There was no bodies found to bury. You know, it was just horrible. And my mom, you know, she had to live with this man that was not the man she married. You know, it just shifted, it shifted who they were as a couple. And um, he was very quiet, very, I mean, I think they come from quiet genes. Obviously, <laughs> I don't have those genes. You don't have those genes. I don't have those genes. I come from the, the Johnson genes. <laughs> you come from the loud side of yeah, the family. Yeah, I come from the mother side of the family. But all the East family are very quiet spoken. Very, so, But I think it just softened him even more, mm -hmm. quietened him even more. 
And, um, you know, I just totally, totally have a different regard for him now, now that I know what I know. But my family wasn't happy that I was moving to Jamaica to do this. They to were like, do this. Why they didn't are you want going to in that pain? Bring up the bold stuff. Yes. How did it how did you feel though when your cousin told you about this? Incident? I was shocked. I was shocked. Because she showed me a picture and there was people in this picture that I'm like, who are these people? Because she was in this And these would have been your aunts and your uncles and your cousins. My family, East. Yeah. They would have been my family. And I said, Who are these people? And she says, What do you mean? Who are these people? How you don't know who these people are? And I said, I don't know who these people are. She said, they died in Kendo. Oh, my goodness. So that they, because we're very close-knit family, you know, because people say, how come so many of you died one time? And I says, well, it was a church out in mm -hmm. St. Annie's. They belonged to the church. And we moved together in herds, you know, as a family. Mm -hmm. So one goes, all go. All go. And um, that's how so many died that night. And and your father was spirit because he wasn't living he, he in England was, yes, at the time. Yes, he'd, he'd already moved to England. I'm going to read. I have to do this. Um, I was going to wait to do this, but okay. I'm so excited about this book. And this is a familiar tone of Norman Manley, who was the chief minister at the time. It says, I'm speaking, standing on the scene of this unparalleled and appalling railway disaster which happened last night. The damage is indescribable. And unless one was here and saw it with one's own eyes, it would be impossible to believe the extent to which the coaches have been destroyed, crumpled, smashed up, and the disaster is of a scale unknown in the history of railway operations in Jamaica. It was actually of a scale unknown in the history of oper railway operations, period. I'm going cold as you're talking it because when I started to write the book, it was number five in the, in the history of disasters. Wow. And when I finished the book, India had two really bad train accidents. They pushed mm -hmm. it down to number eight. Uh, I can't remember the other country in between. But that, that part that I wrote, I physically got the tape from RJR. Somebody heard I was researching right. Kendall and called me up and said, we can give you the tape or wow. you could listen to the tape. So I listened to the tape and transcribed no, it. Yes. And so I heard his voice. And if you could hear the tremor in his voice oh as he was goodness. speaking it, and I'm like, the only way I can transform that into the book is just to put just it word, word, that, word for word, word, word for word. And that's and that's what I did. So what you're reading is the physical words of what he said wow. from the radio, because at the time there was no TV, there was no Google, there was, you know, there wasn't anything else. There was nothing but RJR. <laughs> well, we're going to take a quick break here on Shelf Life. We're talking with Beverly East, author of Reaper of Souls. Great book about the Kendall crash. It's a story. And we'll talk more about it right after the break. Welcome back to Shelf Life. We're talking about Reaper of Souls, a novel of the 1957 Kendall crash, and my guest is Beverly East. Beverly, when you came back home, before the break, we were talking about how you decided to come back to Jamaica, because that was the only place you could figure you could really write, you know, learn about this learn. crash and your family. When you came back home, did you go to Kendall? I mean, yes, I went to Kendall several but... times. I went to Kendall several times. And I remember, because there's no, which kind of upsets me still, there's no monument, there's no grave mark, there's nothing there. Mm -hmm. I took my shoes off and I was walking barefoot because I'm like, anywhere I could be stepping Yeah, this on. is hallowed ground, really. Yes, so I, I was walking barefoot. And um, I took flowers, I prayed, I cried. Um, it was very emotional for me. I can I mean, imagine. The people, the community were just looking at, oh, the English woman, she's crazy. <laughs> Don't take it from your head yeah. back anyway. Yeah. Yeah. In Jamaica, we yeah. say the cold got to Yeah, head. the cold, oh, English woman, leave her. Because, you know, I was standing there, you know. And so um, 
I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't really embraced by the community because every time I came back, they were like, did they talk to you any at all about what happened? No, no, they didn't want to because I'm sure they want to put it behind them. Mm -hmm. They're there living in it, so they want to put it behind them. But I did speak to survivors who okay. came from all over the island. I had phone calls. I went to Ocherias and spoke to somebody. I went to Montego Bay, went to Portland, and then a couple was done by phone. It was very sensitive because sometimes I would arrange an interview and then they didn't want to talk about it that day. Mm. And there's nothing you can it's do. It's just very emotional. Yeah, like just, that just was not a day that you were digging up things that had been buried, buried. for a mighty long yes. time. So I can imagine yeah. that kind of feeling that they would have had. Tell me about some of the people that you did actually speak to. Do, do they the characters in your book? Because I find the characters in the book extremely real. I mean, as I read this, I kind of tried to figure out who was your uncle, who was your cousin, and I know they're fictional characters, but somehow. I just kind of figured that they're all you, but the people who you met with, yes. the survivors, yes. were any of those people in this book? I mean, no. did you? No. None of those people were in no. this book. All I remember a good friend said to me, is anybody, any of these characters still alive? And I says, they're not real people. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell me that because <laughs> they, these people are so real. They to me. have to be real because I, I felt the first time I wrote Can um, Rape of Souls, mm. I was 100 pages in the book and I couldn't stop crying. And I thought it was too deep, too sad. So I thought I need to make my characters. What can I do to. Because no one was going to read it because it was going to be too sad. Mm -hmm. So I thought I have to redevelop the characters, look at the characters again, make mm -hmm. them come alive. So what you remember is the triumph. They really did come alive. Yes. <laughs> I mean, they came alive to the point that um, the sick sister, Eve, yes. and I'm just giving away a little yeah. bit of the book. Yeah. Eve actually saved her sister because Esther had to look after her sister, yes, Eve, which exactly. is why she didn't go on the trip. Exactly. And somehow, I mean, I was living in the States when 9-11 happened. Mm -hmm. And I can think of all the people who had stories about why Where they, they were not there. in the tower, yes, yes. including a cousin of mine yeah. who should have been there for a meeting, yeah. but her plane was late. Yeah, I should have been in you the know. towers with a book signing for finding Mr. Wright, and so, I cancelled it and two days before. It. So there, there it is, you know. Here it was that this young girl got saved because she was not there mm -hmm. at the time. I find the writing so graphic. I, I could see the, the, the accident scene. Mm -hmm. To me, it was just so real as I read about the accident scene. But what I found really exciting was that you didn't just dwell on the accident. You took us into the lives of the people afterwards. Yes, and I felt it was the only way it could be written. I thought no one, you know, no one wants to go in that pain, but mm -hmm. I have to describe the pain. Right. But I don't want to keep you there. Right. That you think, oh, this is too depressing. <laughs> I can't read anymore. I want you to turn the pages so you never forget them because I feel that they've been forgotten. These mm -hmm. 250 people that died. I feel they've been forgotten. Do you, do you, are you leading some kind of movement to get a monument or something? Yes, there? I'm working on it. Nothing's happened it. yet, but I'm still working on it to have a monument done. There, I there really needs am. to be a there monument. There needs to be a monument there because there's and still survivors. And a monument survivors. needs to say Reaper of Souls. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> it, it needs to say 1957 Kendall Crash and all the names of the right. people that died. No, my name, the name of my book doesn't need to be there. <laughs> Just the souls of the 250 people that died. The souls of the 250 yeah. people. Doppy stories. Oh gosh. Oh my goodness. Everybody wanted to give me a doppy story because <laughs> I would. I was looking for facts. I mean, I, I gleaned a lot of stuff from the archives of mm -hmm. the Gleaner, and 
when you are when you asked me about how did I do the crash, I mean I had those photographs pasted on my wall in my office in front of my computer of all the dead people, all the and my cousin one day came in and says, take down those pictures. They're so depressing. Mm -hmm. Take them down. But I needed to be in it. You needed to, need be, in to be in it so you could it. feel it, right. But the Duppy stories, every survivor I spoke to, and I would ask them specific questions, wanted to tell me a Duppy story. So I said to Dr. Cooper one day, if I hear another Duppy story, I'm going to scream. <laughs> so she says, oh, you can't exclude it. You can't exclude those stories. It's part of Jamaican folklore. And that's why I created it. And there is a Duppy story. That's here. why I created it. The Duffy story is actually really very good. It's like all those stories you hear of people who pick up people on the highway yeah. and when they reach where they're going, there's nobody in the car. Beverly, when we get back, we're going to take a quick break. I want you to read that Duffy story, or okay. at least some of that Duffy story. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we're having a good time here on Shelf Life with Beverly East, author of Reaper of Souls. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Shelf Life. We're talking with Beverly East about Reaper of Souls, the Kendall crash. And before the break, we're talking about Duppy. And for those of you who don't know what a Duppy is, it's a ghost. And in Jamaica, Duppy stories are part of our culture. But with the Kendall crash, with 250 people who lost their lives on the site at Kendall, you know we have some Duppies running around Kendall. So Beverly's going to read us an excerpt from the book. I'm going to read you about Lucy because I felt, you know, I heard all these stories that people had their jewelry stolen. So my Duppy comes back with the jewelry and then they find out she's not a real person. So when they find her out, this is what she does. The smug smile she wore evaporated from her face. She promptly stood up straight, stepped out of the shoes, peeled off every item of jewellery, the rings, the bangles, the necklaces, the brooches, the pins, the earrings, from all parts of her body, and placed them beside the shoes. Without saying another word, Lucy left the house in her bare feet. Wow. But, you know, <laughs> I'm having chills. <laughs> I'm having chills. The whole dopey story thing, but that, that sums it up. But I have to tell, I have to tell the audience okay. that Lucy and one of the characters in the book, who was a survivor, got into a real hot and heavy romance. And it was very interesting because you're reading this romance and you, you're getting into the romance too. And then all of a sudden you say, but hold on, <laughs> Lucy does sound right. Why is it that only these three people can see Lucy? <laughs> And so the Duffy story really brought it together. The other thing that I found really worked for me in this book was I was happy that the young lady who was sick, Eve, Eve yeah. actually was able to live mm -hmm. a life. I think, you know? I think we underestimate people who are sick. I think everybody that has a challenge, a, a health challenge, mm -hmm. they become strength in different ways. Mm -hmm. And Eve was actually... Um, composed she's she's actually the only person a character in the book that comes from a real person a real which person. is my aunt okay um, my dad's sister in Jamaica in London had was bedridden all her life and she Eve has my aunt's illness but is not as sick as my as aunt, your was. aunt was yes okay um, my aunt was just this wonderful person that you could talk to her and read to her mm -hmm. and every little problem and you know I'd come and talk to her right. rather than go to my mom I'd right. go to her and I just um, 
found a way to, to uh, weave her into the story. In. And her daughter cried when she read the book because Aww. she knew she it was knew her it mother. Was based on her. Yeah, she knew it was her mother because the, the illness and everything is, is her. Did you get a feeling of closure, a sense of closure? Did any of your family get a sense of closure from this book? Um, well, you know, because I ruffled all their emotions, mm -hmm. um, not just closure, I think a lot of pride because okay. they felt I had come from somewhere and done, justice and done this justice to it. So they were surprised they, and they didn't have the kind of, they didn't have the kind of uh, stuff that I thought, oh, Bev can do that. You know, mm -hmm. Bev can do that. How can Bev do that? She live in England. What she know about Jamaica? So you have at least one family member who survived Kendall. Yes, I do. Who is still living in England. He's living in England with his family. With his family. Yes. And how much of a part of this book? Well, it took me eight years to get the interview from him. He didn't want to talk to me wow. about it. I begged, I begged, I begged. And then one day his wife said, just talk to her. And he says, come to me on such and such a date, one hour, that's all you've got. And that was it. Oh my goodness. And that was it. And he says, don't ask me again. Don't talk to me again about it. And that was it. And that's what I did, one hour. But is he, was he injured? Like no, really bad? No, but his really? sister died. His sister died. Okay. Didn't he? And he had to... He was thrown from the train. When the train crashed, he was thrown okay, away. Okay, so I just saw a character. Yes, yeah, he <laughs> was thrown. Saw a yes, the one who so, was thrown away from yeah, the train. Yeah, so that yeah. that description is what he told me. And when I went to see when I went to see him, he was surprised that I wasn't writing anything down. But every interview I did, I didn't write. I absorbed it. Is so an eidetic memory? Yes, because <laughs> I absorbed it so that I could come back and write it mm -hmm. the way it was supposed to be, rather than rewrite it write it, then rewrite it. So I absorbed it, I listened and absorbed. I can imagine he must have been part of the search. search. I, I can just imagine what he went through searching for family. Well, he didn't he, do any search because he was concussed. And, he were, okay, yeah. so he was out of it completely. Yeah, he was out of it. And they actually thought he was dead because he was in Spalding Hospital when they thought he was somewhere else. Okay. And yeah, so he was... Oh, wow. Yeah. Boy, Beverly, this is a very moving book. And I've, I've gone from the highs down to the lows and to the highs and the lows. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about Reaper of Souls. We're going to take a short break. When we come back with our final segment, Beverly has some friends in house and they're going to talk, have a little discussion, a quick discussion about this book. We're back with you on Shelf Life with author Beverly East, author of Reaper of Souls. And she has some friends here with her and they're going to have a quick discussion. I'm going to have them introduce themselves for you. Hi, Judy. Hi. I'm Alison. I'm Colleen. And they're going to have a quick discussion about the book. What I like most of the book is the transition from Jamaica into England. We started out with a Jamaican story. Fortunately, Esther didn't leave for whatever reason. She decided to stay back. So she, as the character in Jamaica, gave us that picture of what, how the Kendall train crash had an effect on the people in Jamaica. Whilst Evan Austin, who went to England, gave us another picture. For me, it was very vivid. I mean, you could see how people lived back then. The great West Indian migration was very, very obvious. So I thought that too mixture. The fact that Bev never lived in Jamaica, we got it through somebody else. I grew up in rural Jamaica, so for me, it was the, the focus on Jamaica was a nice nostalgia for me. But the thing that stands out, what I like the most is, I grew up thinking of Kendall Crash as one of the most serious, uh, solemn things in our history. And 
she was able to create a book that I could laugh in a story about something so serious. It was a nice twist and the, the wit and the humor, a lot of it's so very Jamaican. And I've never really lived in the UK. So that experience was nice as well. And it was very credible. Um, and I know it was a very emotional write for Beverly East because mm -hmm. it's, it's her family story. So I think it must have been challenging to make it so fun. And it was a fun read. It is a fun read and it is also a serious, deep read. It's interesting. I never found it funny. I mm -hmm. found it to be a good read. Lucy's I funny. Found it, I went to Clarendon <laughs> College and the founder of Clarendon College, Lester David, died in the Kendall train crash. So as a child, I grew up hearing the stories, hearing the duppies who go on the train. Mm -hmm. So that for me was immediately an interest. There were some stories in it that's not blatant. It doesn't blatantly hit you. But when Esther was left alone with Miss Ruby mm -hmm. and she was attacked by Marsdro, mm -hmm. that for me was very, it's a common story that we mm -hmm. hide in this country. He pinned her body down and the first thing that comes to this girl's mind is, mm -hmm. is he going to rape me? And the fact that Miss Ruby earlier on in the, in the book, you found Esther hating her. Hate, you hate the helpers when they get too involved. But Miss Ruby changed the, the story when she protected Esther by hiding Mars Joe's body. Okay, I don't but, know how, what influence that bears. But I felt that I needed to make those two characters bond because they were so... If the two people are going to be left in the room and my mm -hmm. story is hinging on these two characters, they have to come closer together. So, because everybody says, oh, you have Mars Joe, have that happened to him? But I, it was mainly to get the two women to bond because mm -hmm. they had to have a secret between them. And I can honestly say to you, that incident, I heard it as a child, the death really of that man. Happen. It really did happen. I heard it as a child and I remembered it. And I told my mom and she says, don't talk about that. And then I says, well, it's already in the book. So she says, well, we don't know exactly who the person is. But um, for me, Kendall was like a journey. You know, you moving from when you the reader is moving from Kingston to London, yeah. back mm -hmm. to Kingston again. And I think that's just how our lives are. It's a journey and we have different experiences and we meet different people. And I wanted, I wanted the reader to celebrate lives rather than to cry for the 250 people that died. There are a number of different types of stories you know interwoven. Novelette. Novelette. Austin had this beautiful <laughs> girlfriend in Jamaica. Austin went away to England. Disappeared. But that's what happens. That's what happens is that, you know, relationships sometimes fall into nothingness. And that's what happened with, but he met Inez, you know? So I think sometimes that happened. And Inez and was no joke. Yes, well, Inez was wonderful. Inez was wonderful. But I also think that I wanted, I wanted the men in my stories. When I moved to America, I found a lot of stories about men very discouraging. So I wanted to praise the men in my, the characters in my book and make the men just be really nice. So it's only Blue, yes. who every, every woman has loved a man like Blue. Every woman has loved a man like Blue somewhere. Really? Yes. <laughs> even even, even like when you don't want to admit it. <laughs> I, think, I think I have to agree with you. When you read the book, because you have to read the book, you will see why Blue is such a credible character. The book is Reaper of Souls by Beverly East. And Beverly, you were saying that they can get autographed copies? Yes, if you go to the website, which is www.writeanalysis.com, write with a W, um, you can get autographed copies from my website. 
Okay. And of course, it's available right here at Bookophilia and in all fine bookstores throughout the island of Jamaica. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching Shelf Life. I'll see you again next week. I'd like to thank our guests who are here with us and you for watching. So catch you again next week on some more Shelf Life. So thank you once again for joining me on Jamaicans.com for a vintage shelf life. I'll be back next week with new books <laughs> to do this all over again. And I'll show you what else I have on my shelf. In the meantime, walk good. Check out my website to find out more about me and the work that I do. And as usual, share this with a friend. Blessing. Catch you next week. If you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, please do so. The video of this interview is available on my YouTube channel. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel. Visit my website at jfallonreed.com and you can download your copy of my free audiobook, Time and Seasons. And remember to subscribe to my other podcast, Exchanging Pain for Praise.